Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Juliet and the Licks, You're Speaking My Language, from 2005. Juliette Lewis had begun her career as an actor in 1987 when she was just 14 years old. Her first major role was in a TV miniseries called Home Fires. That same year, she was cast in the ABC sitcom I Married Dora. The show would premiere on September 22, 1987, and debuted right after the premiere of another brand new sitcom. Tomorrow, come on down! Three guys give motherhood a try. Ta-da! Hello, Cinderella. It's the premiere of Full House. Then, the wedding kept her from being deported, but the romance will have to wait. Sing to you? Spanish lullaby. La cucaracha. The premiere of I Marry Dora. Then, brothers and sisters. Edison uncovers a television evangelist. Max Headroom following the premieres of Full House and I Marry Dora tomorrow. That's quite a late 80s sandwich right there. Anyway, I Married Dora would be canceled after just 13 episodes. And by the way, just a little fun fact for you here. Lewis's character was named Kate Farrell, and she had a younger brother on the show named Will Farrell. Get off the shit! After the cancellation of I Married Dora, Juliette Lewis was legally emancipated from her parents to allow her to work more. In 2014, Lewis told HuffPost Live, quote, my parents helped me get emancipated from child labor laws. I know that sounds all radical, but when you start acting when you're younger, you talk to other actor kids and their moms, and they're like, yeah, if you want to get a job, they like on your resume to say emancipated minor versus minor, because you can then work over eight hours. Uma Thurman was emancipated, Giovanni Ribisi. So many people get emancipated who are working as teenagers. End quote. The following year, she landed a small role in the Dan Aykroyd, Kim Basinger sci-fi comedy, My Stepmother is an Alien, which would end up being a bomb at the box office. But one year later, she had her first major supporting role in a film. This season, it'll be a perfect Christmas. Thanks to Chevy Chase. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. PG-13. Starts Friday, December 1st. Juliette Lewis would be the third actress to step into the role of Audrey Griswold for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It was the highest-grossing film in the Vacation series, surprisingly, until it was overtaken with the release of Vacation in 2015, but I'm sure that solely had to do with inflation. Lewis's career hit the next level in 1991, when she was nominated for both a Golden Globe and an Academy Award for her performance in Martin Scorsese's remake of Cape Fear. You thought about me last night, didn't you? Um, yes, I did. I know. You know, I, I think I might have found a companion. A companion for that long walk to the lab. Do you mind if I put my arm around you? Um... Um. It's okay. No, I don't mind. Okay. 
The next several years saw Lewis starring in films like Husbands and Wives, California, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, The Basketball Diaries, and Natural Born Killers, where her performance won her the Passanetti Award for Best Actress at the Venice Film Festival. Have we found our man? You know her? You love her? You cannot fucking live without her, Mallory. In 1995, Lewis played a rock singer in Catherine Bigelow's film Strange Days. There, she would do her own singing on two covers of P.J. Harvey songs, one of which, Hardly Wait, also would appear on the soundtrack. That was the first time that Juliette Lewis had sung on an album, but she'd been singing since she was a child. Here's Lewis in the Red Bull TV documentary, Hard Lovin' Woman. You know, a lot of people identify me with really intense material, and that's fine, but I was always drawn to musicals. The things that influenced me the most as a kid were Rocky Horror Picture Show, fame, flash dance, hair. They were all musicals. In the year 2000... Lewis got to appear in another soundtrack album. This time, she was featured as a vocalist on the song Bad Brother by the Infidels on the Crow Salvation soundtrack. Despite dabbling with music, she would continue focusing on acting even getting both Independent Spirit and Emmy Award nominations in 2002 for her role in the HBO film Hysterical Blindness. But soon after that, she would file for divorce from her then-husband, skateboarder Steve Barra. And around that same time, a friend of Lewis's knew she had an interest in getting into the music business. This friend was also friends with songwriter, producer, and former Four Non Blondes vocalist Linda Perry, Juliette Lewis and Linda Perry began writing songs together. And one night, the two went to a concert. They went to see the new wave pioneers Blondie. And at the show, Juliette Lewis was introduced to Patty Schemmel, the former drummer of the band Hole. And that night, Juliette Lewis knew she needed to start a band. After this, Lewis and Schemmel reached out to lots of people around Los Angeles, and eventually, there was Juliet and the Licks. The band would consist of Juliet on vocals, Patty Schemmel on drums, Todd Morse on guitar, lead guitarist Kemble Walters, and Paul Ill on bass. They would start recording their first EP in Los Angeles for Fiddler Records, a small independent label known for putting out early releases for bands like Dashboard Confessional and Newfound Glory or as they were called for that first release, A Newfound Glory. Before even finishing their debut EP, Juliet and the Licks went out on their first tour, 
the 2004 Vans Warp Tour. After 19 dates, the band would return to Los Angeles to finish mixing their EP. That EP was titled Like a Bolt of Lightning, and it was released on October 12th, 2004. Put it in my hand and tell me how much pressure it takes to get you off. And just seven months after the EP's release, on May 17th, 2005 to be exact, Juliet and the Licks would release their debut full-length album, Speaking My Language, on Fiddler Records. Isn't it beautiful, Audrey? She'll see it later, honey. Her eyes are frozen. After a short 23-second intro, the album's first song is the title track, which was also released as a single and had a music video. In the UK, the single peaked at number 35. It failed to chart in the U.S., but the band did get to perform the song on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. All right, and my next guest, best known as Oscar-nominated actress these days, her day job is singing. Uh, she has a, a new CD. It just released yesterday. It's called You're Speaking My Language. Please welcome Juliet and the Licks. Patty Schimmel had already left the band by the time this record was released. Stepping into the drummer seat for this album was Guns of August drummer and future Crash Kings drummer Jason Morris. Morris had also played drums on most of the Like a Bolt of Lightning. Money in my pocket Setting fire to a second rate dream Cash it or check it You gotta change the dead red like a mean green The crime is time When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Patty Schemmel. Though she didn't play drums on this record, she did help co-write a few songs, including the next one, American Boy Volume 2. It's Volume 2 because a song simply called American Boy had appeared on their Like a Bolt of Lightning EP. Both volumes of American Boy were co-written by Clint Walsh of the band Tweaker. American Boy Volume 2 also had a music video. Sell out humanity. 
On May 27, 2005, Juliette Lewis appeared on Late Night with Conan O'Brien and talked about her band. Thanks for being here. And, uh, and we've got a lot to talk about because you're doing something that's difficult to do. It's hard to sort of change. In this country, especially, I think people get an idea of who you are and yes. they want to stick with it. Like, you're an actress and then they don't want to accept you sometimes as something else. I know I was a male model and then it's like I'm a comedian. It's like, <laughs> it's possible. It's conceivable. Okay, not. But, you know, you have a great acting career going and then you get involved in singing and you and, and with this band and rock and roll and you are taking it very seriously. Very seriously. And it's in the crazy. And, there, and in the past, there have been people like, you know, Keanu Reeves or, you know, like actors, Hasselhoff, they get into music or something. No, and seriously, and they like dabble in it. They yeah. dabble in it. But you're not dabbling in it. You are going all out. Can I say balls to the wall? Is that... That is not allowed. Oh. She was your protector. Everything remains. Not of this world. Now the forest swallows her name. So you're not just do, you're not like covering material so much. You're writing a bunch of songs. Yeah, we write. It's hard to find a good group of people that can all write together. But yeah, absolutely. I write all the lyrics and, and melodies. And because uh, I've been doing movies for such a long time, and that's a filmmaker's medium, and I'm helping right. to tell other people's stories. So with rock and roll, this is all me. This right. is all me, baby. It's true. Of the album's eleven songs, only three were not solely written by Lewis and her bandmates. And not only that, the only credited producer on the album is Juliet and the Licks. talk about the band members of Juliet and the Licks. I already mentioned drummer Jason Morris, but guitarist Todd Morse came from the 90s punk band H2O. He would start touring with The Offspring in 2009, and in 2019 he was made an official member as their bassist. And speaking of bassists, Paul Ill's music career dates all the way back to 1981. That's when he played bass and sang backing vocals on a single for Peter Tork of the Monkees. Though it was just a single, it was released under the title Peter's Back and credited to Peter Tork and the New Monks. Not to be confused with the New Monkeys. Go back into the earlier episodes of Bizarre Albums to hear that episode. Paul Ill also played on recordings with former Rolling Stones member Mick Taylor, drummer and founding member of Black Sabbath Bill Ward, the Cottonmouth Kings, Pink, Christina Aguilera, Adam Lambert, and Hole. Before playing for Juliet and the Licks, Kemble Walters was actually the drummer for experimental punk electronic group The Rise. And he actually steps back into the drummer's seat for one song on this album, By the Heat of Your Light. Bassist Paul Ill also provides some slide guitar. I woke up just a little 
Got Love to Kill, parentheses, remix, is, well, obviously a remix. The original version of Got Love to Kill had first appeared on the Like a Bolt of Lightning EP. It was released as a single in the UK on Hassle Records, who also released the album over there as well. The single peaked at number 56 on the UK chart. The remix was done by Buck Snow, who mixed this entire album. And this is another song co-written by Patty Schemmel and Clint Walsh. In the CD booklet's liner notes, there's a note from the band. It reads, This is the beginning. And in the beginning is a spark that breathes fire on the yearning heart. Write your own path and hold the hand of another. Juliet and the Licks. You're so amazing, yeah! album closes with Long Road Out of Here. Oh, how you love me Anyway, it's a long road out of here Don't leave the light on I ain't coming home You gotta be strong It's a long road out of The album failed to chart, even in the UK, despite having some relatively successful singles there. It would only ever see a CD release in the United States, but Hassle Records did release it on both CD and vinyl in the UK. The album is currently streaming on Spotify. Juliet and the Licks would go on to release just one more album a year later. It was titled Four on the Floor, and that time, Dave Grohl stepped into the drummer's seat. The band would continue to tour fairly heavily for the next several years, almost entirely internationally, including a stop at the 2007 Fuji Rock Festival in Japan, where they shared a coach from the airport to the festival with a band called Motion City Soundtrack, which includes a guy named me. <laughs> Juliet and the Licks would continue touring fairly heavily until breaking up in 2009, and they would actually reunite in 2015 and announce that new music was coming, but... As of the time of this recording, that still hasn't happened. However, when Lewis announced the breakup of the band back in 2009, she said she needed a change to grow as an artist. Then that August, 
Juliette Lewis would release her first solo album called Terra Incognita. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.